everybody and welcome this is a psalm of david and it's also my own personal psalm given to me at times during the last many years of ministry as a pioneering leader with some fresh new revelation ministry as a business and not all white and so i'm going to talk about it the first seven verses psalm 132 now if you've got a call to business ministry it doesn't mean that you are going to have it easy you can have it rough and this is david who is called to be the next king the future king of israel and even though he was anointed by prophet samuel as a young man a youth the enemy came after him with full force through his opposition the chaotic the tormented the anxious and the aggressive king saul so david was on the run on the lamb in ministry out in the field being attacked betrayed undermined even almost aggressed to the point of murder when when we even find that he triggered something in david about his call his youth his anointing triggered the anger and the demonic in the aggressive tyrant king saul so let's read it just the first seven verses it might encourage you if you're pioneering and planning a work it says from the point of view of david lord earnestly remember to david's credit all his humiliations hardships and endurance that's really the key right there it's going to be can be rough how he swore to the lord and vowed to the mighty one of jacob surely i will not enter my dwelling nor get into my bed until I and I will not permit my eyes to sleep or my eyelids to slumber until I found a place for the Lord a habitation for the mighty one of Jacob behold at Ephratah we first heard of the ark we found in the fields of the wood let us go into the tabernacle let us worship at his feet verse 8 arise O Lord to your resting place you in the ark the symbol of your strength what this means is there is a call, a big call, a bigger call than David would want to know about. If you're a Christian minister, a business person called by God and then you're sent, that could be called an apostolic work. Apostolic could be a chief apostolic work. In my opinion, lowercase letters, servant leadership, but still the head organic call to be the pioneer full of faith and hear God and then impart later to many people that are on your apostolic ministry team business team could be family could be other people so David starts out and his own personal view was not to please himself it was not to get it for ego not to get it for achievement not to get it to be in line and look popular and get ahead using false authority and ministry or leadership he was in a relationship with God he had seemingly the holy fear of the Lord a holy terror about him at all times which the busy and dysfunctional chaotic Saul demonic and oppressed did not have that so therefore when the the opposition Saul was oppressed and demonic he was not able to discern correctly the the anointing and the call on David in fact David was the opposite so therefore he was internally confused conflicted maybe jealous maybe raging maybe demonically wanting to polish him off because he felt he was a threat that happens I've had this happen 
All right, so a spiritual battle. It's about spiritual battle. Apostle Paul mentors us in Ephesians 6. He says later, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Much of that, hate to say it, even in family, people we trust or thought we knew, it can be accusation. It could be undermining. It could be them feeling threatened when you are trying to walk it out in peace. I've had that happen too. You know, there's scriptures I quoted at certain times in my life. It says, I am for peace, but they are for war. I'm trying to only do what God wants. My hope is in the Lord. I'm not trying to take them over. I'm not trying to get their ministry, take their turf. I just want to please God. And that's all David was doing. You can have a person that has rage and anger issues that is not humble and they can have the same kind of fault-finding spirit contending with you having contention putting that you are contentious when you were they've never talked to you because it's a lot of emotional drama heightened spiritual warfare trying to have chaos to block David or anybody with a pure heart the remnant from doing the work of the Lord now let's look at this just the first eight verses so David had a call to do something, a commission to hold an office at whatever point in time. So that's all he did. He had a holy fear of the Lord. All right. So all he wanted every day was to think, how can I do this to get the Lord's ark in its right place? Because see, that was it in the nation of Israel. This is not the Christian sense, but in a parallel sense, the issue was to get the presence of God out of the field where it was more rough, you know, hard to be a central place, but to get it where people could focus on it and later build the temple, which Solomon did, David's son. However, because God uses prophets to do it, David was a prophet, an apostolic prophetic minstrel as well, a captain, a natural business person. He also didn't know that, you know, even the occult betrayals, family members, all this accusation and assault coming from close people would try to really bring him down, get him off focus. So he's hiding out at different times in the field and getting accused and getting all sorts of betrayals and things going on drama. But David is focused in Psalm 131. He says, Lord, it's been tough. And it has really been tough. Please remember, credit all the humiliations the disasters, the people that tried to, you know, do me in, and all the endurance, and how he swore to the Lord privately as an individual, Lord, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Verse 3, I won't even enter my bed. I'm putting you first. You're my top priority to get this work done. And see, that is the true heart and nature of a pioneer. And this is what I feel. I, you know, am partly, you know, servant leadership, humbly, may have a, you know, inclined toward embodies some of this. So I can encourage anyone else. His motives are pure. He's trying to please the Lord, not get ahead. I will not permit my eyes to sleep. So it will take sacrifice long hours. If you're the business person, an entrepreneur, the head leader, even a parent, you know that you're on call from every angle and the buck, even the material buck and the emotional buck, the decision-making buck, the financial, the people disgruntled, the people-pleasing buck 
stops with you, even if you're a parent and you have emergencies and all the things that go on in this world. It stops with you if you're head one because you're accountable and you know it. All right, verse five, David went on to say, but Lord, because I love you, I really want to do your bidding and I will not even, I'll sacrifice until I found that place, a special scent place. You have to be sent where God tells you to put your business, your ministry, wherever your office is. He sends you. That's the safest way, the best way. Doesn't mean it's the easiest way, but it will be God's way, a secure place later. Until I've found a place for your habitation. That means where God wants to set up his business, his corporate offices. <laughs> and it could be in a shed. It could be in a home. It could be in a real office. It is all between you and God, not my business. So David was out there like a lot of us today in the field and then encountering different obstacles, blocks, forces, but it keeps us going. God keeps us going. It's because of the Lord. We keep on persisting. Eventually, David says, verse six, behold, at Ephrathah, we first discovered the ark. We found it in the field of the wood. Now let us go into his tabernacle. Let it worship at his feet. So it is my opinion. There's a lot more to this psalm. And this is a very complex, long psalm that I've been standing on myself for the last part of it. For many years after the after the humiliation after the endurance after the long time of paying the price out of an apostolic sifting you go over to the end and it says the lord will anoint equip appoint and provide and you can read this for yourself it says the lord says to david if the wind doesn't blow this he says there, at God's appointed place, his lampstand headquarters, wherever that is, in a back of the house, in an office, in a famous mega church or ministry or business, CEO corporate offices, God told David, there I will make a horn, I will make a horn spring forth and bud for David. That means you'll have progress. You'll make showable, vis visible progress of your leadership, God's confirmation, it will start to thrive and thirst, flourish as a business, as a ministry, when God wants it, as he needs it. And if you're doing only what he wants you to do, not for yourself, it's like part of the kingdom of God, except it's come from persistence, revelation, and ongoing, keeping on go, you know, keeping up with it because you want to do it for the Lord and you're waiting for him to build the house. You know, Psalm 127 verse one says it, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor, labor in vain. So this is my opinion, even though it's been odd, I know it's been odd. It's been so long and so many things that have come up in the, what, what I thought, I still feel more joyful, more victorious than ever. And I see that if I really want it to be for the Lord, not for me, I've got to let him choose where, when, and how it unfurls. And that's what I'm doing right now is letting the Lord lead me one day in, one day out, because this is a national work. I know it's a national work. It could be a, you know, when you're the chief business apostle, pastor, the one that founds the ministry, founds the 
business, male or female, black, white, or brown, you know how humbling it is and how lowly it is that you're really the one at the bottom of the pyramid, not the top. So I picture Paul, the servant leader, apostle, who endured great shipwrecks, sufferings for the sake of the Lord. He had never arrived. He never attained. as similar to this type of thing. It may look like you, that from afar that all these business people, CEOs, Christian ministers, and leaders are on the top of a giant pyramid. They've made it. They've made it. They're on the mountain now. And everyone here at the bottom, you know, in our this situation, like David, in the field is saying, man, it looks like they've got it. They, you know, Why can't we do it? It's because that's between them and God. It's not about us. It's not about show. It's about the Lord and his kingdom. Apostle Paul mentors in Ephesians 3 that the reason for the churches, the church itself, the body of Christ, men and women, is to train the powers and principalities in how we act and react and go through with God, even long-suffering and suffering. So you read Ephesians chapter 3, or around 19, or somewhere in there. So David says, at the, well, at the end, after David has persisted, endured, and matured, then when it was God's need for him, his season, God says, there I'll make a horn for David. A horn means a power. That means a an authority. It's a symbol of authority, the horn. So I'll make you a governing authority to do your business, God's kingdom business, and it will spring forth and bud for David. That means you'll get some you know, answers to prayer and needs met and really building in your leadership. And the Lord says, because I've ordained it and I've prepared a lamp for my anointed. What is a lamp? That's the sign of a leadership call in ministry priesthood you know they call in book of revelation 2 through 5 they have the letters from the holy spirit to the lampstands and the lampstands are the lead founding pastors the overseer apostles of those churches like ephesus thyatira church of philadelphia sardia all those different ones thessalonica all those different ones all right so we can read this and get this in our spirit our heart because God, it takes time, but there is a day when it is called the day of fulfillment, the, you know, the time of God's wanting it to come out. So when this happens, verse 17, God is going to move on David and provide and show up by starting to have people notice and understand his calling, his kingdom calling more. It says at the same time, when David is risen up by the Lord in God's way and timing and fashion, that when God starts to honor David, King David, that his enemies, similar like Saul, the same Saul feeling, his enemies will all get all upset, disgruntled, in pain. It says, verse 18, God says about David, for David, his enemies, David's enemies, will I clothe with shame, and upon himself his crown shall flourish. So while David is being promoted in his office, then the enemies that devalued him, disrespected him, demeaned him, betrayed him, accosted him, accused him, lied about him, are now going to be shocked, horrified, embarrassed, and shamed. And that's God's way of doing business. God is good. His mercy endures. This is Tavo Diarcy from Tavo Creative Leadership and now TavoMentoring.com. God bless you. Have a nice day. Have a great day with the Lord. Bye-bye.